Maddox Stripes is a weekly podcast that hosts experts on talent, growth making, and mover shaking. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Julianne. And whether you're a loyal listener, hey mom, or accidentally stumbled upon our page, we're grateful you're here. As a longtime recruiter and talent leader in the tech and startup space, I love talking with hiring managers, founders, and industry leaders about how they earn their stripes the valuable lessons they learned, and their guidance for you, our listeners, about this ever-changing digital world. Subscribe to Catch Us Weekly on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In episode nine, we hear from the brilliant mind of Kelsey Barton, the cannabis industry's favorite talent leader. Kelsey was one of our first guests on Maddox Stripes. And while I wish the audio was better during our conversation, her perspective was too valuable not to share with our listeners. We're growing, we're learning, and we hope you don't mind our candidness in this journey. With that in mind, pop in your earbuds and turn up the volume, because this is a new episode of Maddox Stripes. Today, we have Kelsey, a talent leader with 14 years of recruiting experience across a mix of industries. Most recently, she pivoted from high-volume corporate hiring into headhunting for the cannabis industry over five years ago. Kelsey, thanks for being here. I'm really excited for listeners to learn more about your perspective on talent, hiring, and growth. To kick us off, Tell us what you do for a living in three to five words. I find executives for the cannabis industry. Nice. And how did you get into (laughs) recruiting? I got into recruiting right after college. and I had offers on the table to move into sales or into recruiting. And little did I know that I was moving into both. Um, But I (laughs) absolutely enjoyed it and built my career around recruiting and building connections. And it's something I'm really passionate about. And might I add something you're really good at? <laughs> so, no, being a recruiter yourself. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Kelsey, what was it like to pivot into cannabis? What surprised you about the space? Yeah, cannabis and niche recruiting in general is really interesting. Um, the pivot into it, you know, I thought I was coming from a fast-paced, high-pressure environment in, in corporate hiring, but what I really found is every hire in a startup environment is so important and in an industry that is rapidly evolving and changing as quickly as cannabis. Um, I think I truly now understand what a fast-paced environment looks like. What surprised me about the space is you know, coming into it without a ton of knowledge on how cannabis companies were were operating is really the complexity of these organizations being agriculture, manufacturing, logistics, distribution, and retail all under one umbrella and, you know, fighting for the same resources internally. Wow. I love that. And it's all relative, right? Um, So if someone were considering pivoting their career into cannabis, for instance, what's some advice that you would give to them? First, say buckle up. Um, (laughs) And second, you know, I think that getting into cannabis, you need to be able to pivot and shift and kind of go with the flow. So I would say, you know, get ready to be uncomfortable and get ready to really push your boundaries in terms of what you think you can do in a day um, because they will be tested. (laughs) Fascinating. (laughs) 
What should companies and hiring managers know about hiring talent in this market? I think the space that I'm in is so unique because it's evolving at such a rapid pace. Um, I would say that companies and hiring managers should know that you know, really creating well-balanced and diverse teams of folks that have traditional industry experience along with cannabis um, tend to make the strongest organizations. Nice. And how can CEOs think more like recruiters and talent acquisition specialists? We CEOs, you know, should really be focused on building a pipeline of talent. You know, you may love your current CFO. You may love your chief operational officer. Uh, whoever it is that, you know, is an important part of your team, but really meeting, learning and staying in touch with your competitors and their, you know, general counsels, CFOs, and understanding who might be a good fit for your organization long term is only going to make sure that you have a pipeline so that if them, if you do find yourself in a position where you need to make a change in one of those roles, um, you know, you have some ideas on who might be a good fit for you already. Speaking of things that are green, super sage advice. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) so when it comes to hiring for a role that you've never recruited for, what are some ways that you approach doing that or or best practices you've taken on when it comes to hiring for something new? Yeah, that comes up all the time. You know, the firm that I work for, Flower Hire, we place 100 different unique job titles last year. And I think the approach for recruiting on a role that you may not know a ton about that area is doing your research, you know, reading through job descriptions, both the ones that you're working off of, as well as what competitors have posted, reviewing terms, talking to folks that you know that may interact with those um, people that have those job titles in the industry today. And then taking the approach of really listening on those first couple of calls of candidates to understand you know, what their pain points are, where their strengths are, and trying to marry all of those, you know, different pieces and bits of information um, so that you can really get out there, not only explain the role, but also understand who's going to be the best fit for your organization. That's great. I think that's great advice. Shifting a bit into culture and relationships, I'm curious what your thoughts are on how companies or how you have worked to build high-performance cultures. I think, you know, it's pretty simple. It's all about transparency. You know, folks want to be successful and understanding what they need to do in order to be considered successful is a huge part of that. Being really transparent on performance. And um, I personally respond really well to positive reinforcement. So really highlighting exceptional performances and folks that are, are hitting plan and goals and, and having your goals set in a way that makes sense to the folks that are actually doing the work and they can understand the KPIs and metrics that are going to go, that are going to go in, that are going to lead to the greater team goal and the greater goals of the organization is what I think really builds a high performing culture. Nice. seems simple enough. (laughs) (laughs) On paper. How much do your personal values come into play in what you do at work? I think that it's something... That comes into play in just about everything that I do at work. Um, you know, I really value diversity hiring and creating a, you know, a slate that I'm excited to present to my teams. 
and going out of our way to find those candidates. I also think that, you know, one of my core values and core strengths is being a connector to people. And so it's not surprising that here we are 14 years later and I'm still recruiting. (laughs) Heck yeah. I love it. I can't imagine you doing anything else. It's such a perfect job for you. Such a perfect career for you. I completely agree. And then I think the last personal value that really comes into play in recruiting is tenacity and resilience and picking up that phone one more time uh, before you head out at the end of the day is, you know, usually those are some really good conversations or setting calls up for the next day. I love it. Yeah. If you know Kelsey, she's pretty much always wheeling and dealing on a phone call or texting or emailing to close a deal, but she gets the job done. (laughs) And on that note, recruiting kind of never ends. It's so fun and it's so exciting and rewarding and it can have its hard moments just like any job. I think one of the more difficult pieces that can get to people is the fact that it, it kind of never ends. And so I know that can occasionally impact things like mental health. I'm curious how you protect your mental health if and when work gets to be a little draining for you. Yeah, I think for me, um, celebrating the small wins is really important, especially if you've had a day where you're really looking for what those wins were. Um, and then just making sure that you take time to blow some steam off. I personally love getting outside, breathing fresh air. And I, you know, I know you know this, but I do that in a whole range of different ways. But, you know, getting some movement in your body is the thing for me that kind of re-energizes me and prepares me to get back on the horse the next day. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree. It, it feels really good to be able to take care of yourself you know, every day and throughout the week so that you can show up better and better every day. Yeah. So moving into some sort of business-focused questions, I'd love to start with if you could tell us about a great interview experience you had at some point in your lifetime and what made it special or stand out. Yeah, I can actually talk about one that I had yesterday. You know, I, I called this candidate out of the blue um, with the intention of scheduling a call for later. And, and they were like, let's just talk right now if you've got time. But what I really loved about them was they were very clear about where they were strong. And that for this specific person was in data. So rattling off numbers right and left, up and down was no problem for them. And it really made me understand, um, you know, what levers they felt like were important to drive performance, as well as um, just hearing that passion come out when they spoke about, you know, this was a a retail-oriented person, but hearing their passion come out when they spoke about how, you know, coaching and developing people on KPI performance has led to their team growing and expanding and promotions and really successful market performance but it's just when somebody gets like jazzed about something, it makes me super excited to represent them and, and get them in front of my clients. Yeah, totally. That's really special. I love that. And that is a dream <laughs> scenario when you call someone and they're just ready to go right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you know this probably over the years, I've just come to learn that sometimes recruiting can be misunderstood. It's really confusing until you're in it as a recruiter working (laughs) with one to know what to expect. So I want to ask you, what's something you wish that people understood about recruiting? 
I wish that people understood about recruiting is that we would place everybody that we talked to if we could. And then at the end of the day, you know, we're working to balance our clients along with our candidates and, and find the right marriage. You know, I think anytime that folks feel a little bit frustrated by recruiters, it's oftentimes because they don't understand, like you said. But at the end of the day, if I could get everybody a job that wanted a job, I absolutely would. Well said. What is a key strength someone would need in order to work well in your industry, Kelsey? Oh, man. Resilience and tenacity. Going back to that, you know, cannabis laws change pretty much every day. The key players change, you know, maybe not every day, but, you know, in an environment where every single company is a startup, you need to understand what's happening internally what's happening in the macroeconomics climate of both the industry that we specifically focus on as well as, you know, at a state level and just be prepared for things to go on hold and to change, but ultimately, you know, also be prepared for the folks that you place within the industry to really grow their careers and grow the organization that, organizations that they're working with very rapidly and kind of change and mature alongside that. I love it. Resilience and tenacity. <laughs> Forward looking, Kelsey, how do you see the talent and hiring landscape evolving over the next three to five years? You know, I think AI is going to be a big part of that. Um, you know, the remote work is changing that rapidly as well because you're not so geographically tied when, when recruiting. But I think AI is going to cause something interesting to happen. Like one, I think reaching out to folks and kind of doing that initial filtering is going to be really easy. But I also think on the flip side that building really interpersonal relationships and, and being able to present yourself in a really human forward and human centric way is going to be key to really understand who's going to be a good fit for the roles. Because, you know, I think we all know that recruiting half of it is on paper, but, you know, there's maybe even more than half that's about who the person is, what their values are, and how they fit within the culture and the organization. Absolutely. Well said. What is something everyone in your industry should stop or start doing to increase success or growth? Oh, man, where to start on this one? You know, I think one of the things that Canvas does really well is partnering and collaborating together. I think that we need to continue that focus and push for legislative change. And I also think that, you know, a lot of folks are in cannabis and started cannabis companies because of their true passion for the plant. We're really focusing on profit margins in a time where investor money is really tight and companies have been around long enough that they, that investors are looking for, you know, a return on their investment. I think, you know, really focusing on the data side, making sure that they have clean data and they understand what their costing is to really drive profit margins as well as staying in bed with their competitors is something that we really need to focus on as an industry. Hmm, super interesting. <laughs> I'm super curious to see how that shakes out. Okay, let's move into our lightning round. So starting off with fully remote or hybrid? I am fully remote. But I do Left. often meet people in person, both on the client and candidate side. <laughs> sure. So a little bit of a mix. Last time you had an unpopular opinion or hot take? 
My unpopular opinion is I think that ketchup is absolutely disgusting and there's nothing you can do to make me change that. <laughs> do not serve ketchup around this girl. And do not tell my ketchup loving college self about that. <laughs> See the future or change the past? Definitely look at the future on this one. And it's bright, I'm sure. <laughs> Favorite form of self-care? I love to bike, and I particularly love to bike up in the mountains and just breathe out fresh air. See those flowers. Heck yeah. Always looking out for the moose, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Favorite product of the moment? Could be digital, could be physical. I would say from a recruiting perspective, it's an online phone directory. You know, I like to skirt those emails and call you out of the blue and see if I can catch <laughs> you and just have a great conversation like I did yesterday. I love it. What's the last thing you learned? The last thing I learned is that the color blue was the last named color that we had. And before that, it was described as green or gray. That is wild. I love that. <laughs> I love that fact. Okay. From your talent-minded perspective, employee handbooks or mission, vision, and values, which one should companies focus on? Mission, vision, and values. Yeah. Don't tell Colorado's me where I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Colorado summer or winter? Gotta go with summer on this one. Oh, I thought that one would be more of a struggle. I, I like that it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know how much I love to ski, but so gorgeous this time of the year. Yeah. Okay. And then my favorite, guac or queso? Hands down, guacamole, baby. <laughs> mm, love it. All right, Kelsey, are there any final thoughts you want to leave our listeners with? I think the final thought that I'll leave you guys with is the biggest growth moments of my life and of my career were also the times when I was the most uncom uncomfortable. So look for ways to push yourself out of your comfort zone and always put good karma out there because it sure does come around. I love it. Words of wisdom to live by. <laughs> life starts at the end of your comfort zone, right? Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Kelsey, it was great to have you. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Julianne and the team. It was great catching up. And I'm looking forward to seeing you around Denver soon. Yay. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Maddox Stripes, out weekly and produced by Josh Fuller. To be featured on our show, interview our talent, or further connect, find me at julianne at maddoxdigital.com, on LinkedIn as Julianne Struff, or head to our website, maddoxstripes.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. See you next time on Maddox Stripes.